Yeah, dude, this is Steve-O, and you're listening to Dr. Brady Smith on the Drilled Podcast. I'm drilling down, down, down. I'm getting deeper. I'm looking round, round, round. Like a midnight peeper. Is it it's cool made of cheese? If I dig straight through on this big Chinese, I got some questions, you got some answers. This is the Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast. Drilled. I am Dr. Brady. We're back with Lowell in the house. Lowell in the hizzy, yo. <laughs> uh, we're Instagram famous now. I know. We are. Legitimately so. I mean, we got some followers. Yeah, no, we got a no lot big, of followers no, no big deal. Whatever. <laughs> it's not like we even care, guys. It's I like, don't know. We uh, Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> we totally care. We care so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all we ever talk about. Um, no, we're doing... Uh, listen, thank you for joining us today. We have some fun things to talk about. Um, uh, Lowell and I almost died in the heat wave, the Portland heat wave of 2021, which will go down in infamy. Yeah. If I, you're a Texan, it's just a normal day. <laughs> Yeah, or it was, Arizonian. It was rough, man. Like, luckily, I have AC in my house, but it's a new place, right? So we don't have the com- the place completely wired. Um, but I put an extra AC unit in my living room, so I had two AC units in a living room that's maybe two hundred fifty square feet. Mm-hmm. So we were able to keep it pretty icy in the living room. So we actually moved our bed out into the living room, and just basically we lived in our living room for the last two days. Wow. Yeah, just to stay cool. That's the coolest place in the house. <laughs> well, it was just, of the, the yeah the vortex of um, fans and <laughs> the cold vortex. Well, the, the uh, nexus of it's it's cooling it, off. The new house is tricky because my windows don't open up and down; they open side to side, so I can't mm. put a window unit unless it's like really small in the bedroom. Yeah. So I had to order one on Amazon, which showed up this morning. I mean, it's great timing. <laughs> good to have it. Yeah, good to have it. So it's good to there. have it. It's in there now, but uh, um, brutal, man. It was brutal. Yeah, I feel, I feel for the, uh, I feel. So I have a patient, and I like him a lot, and I'm currently lying to him, telling him that uh, his state insurance covers a bunch of stuff that it doesn't so I can do some work on him. He's a homeless guy and he lives in a tent somewhere in Portland. Thanks. So I was talking, I know this about him. We're kind of open about it. So I talk to him about it all the time. And, um, what's really funny. So give me this particular guy who's a patient of mine. When he came in the very first time, he looked familiar to me. Like I felt like I knew him. And I looked at his name and I was like, holy crap. You have, I was like, his name was the same last name as a guy that looks exactly like him that I went to church with in Colorado. And now he's showing up in my office in Vancouver, Washington. And I said, you have to be brothers or something with this fella that I know. And he's like, yeah, that is my brother actually. I was like, whoa. And his family like didn't know where he was because he's living in. Yeah, he's living in. Tent. 
down by the river. Destitute, <laughs> destitute in Portland. Right. So, um, anyways, what was cool is that um, he qualified for a program here in Washington that through the state. It's not exactly state insurance. I don't want to get into like exactly what program it is because uh, it kind of reveals too much. But it's um, it's a program that gives free work. You get all your dental work paid paid for. He didn't know about it, but I knew he would qualify for it. So I was like, hey, this thing will get everything taken care of. Missing teeth, so it would have covered implants, a bunch of stuff. So it was like, great. Took him a while. Through this encounter, though, he like got back in contact with his mom. His mom came in to be a patient of mine, too, and she was like, I can't believe you found him. And it was like a moment, dude, where it was like, uh, you know, we all were like, believe this was like a divine intervention type of right in the feels i mean it was it, it's 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 like that it, it'd be like that it'd be like that <laughs> it'd be like that. it'd be like that uh so anyway mom came in and this is so this guy waited too long and this program changed all the rules so it doesn't cover everything now but i don't i haven't told him that yet so i was like we're just taking anyways in very dr brady fashion <laughs> so <laughs> well usually i usually i talk about it and I, usually i tell him uh, but this is a guy who won't do it if I told him like that's, that's the no, problem I'm saying. That's why I said Dr. Brady fashion. Yeah. Like if I told him like, this isn't covered, but I'm willing to handle this. He'd be like, no, I won't do it. So, uh, he comes in a couple months ago and he had been pistol whipped in the face, uh, knocked, knocked his front tooth out, shattered it into a bajillion pieces. So I had to take it out. The adjacent teeth were fractured and chipped, but not so bad. So we did like a little bridge for him thing. And he's like, I just, I just know I can't fix this. I'm like, oh, dude, it's covered by your insurance. Don't worry about it. Let's do this. And then he didn't show up for like three months, which is normal for him. He just doesn't show up a lot. Uh, and I just figure he's doing something. Uh, but anyways, uh, he he talks to me about that tent life, dude. And I feel like I got a lot of insider information on that tent life. And uh, he says 80 to 90% of the people living in tents like uh, have either mental illness or drug abuse. And it's like, they, like, like we maybe think that, um, but I'm like, do you feel like it's dangerous? He's like, absolutely. Absolutely. He's like, the whole reason I'm here is because someone thought I stole a car and it's obviously dangerous <laughs> and I didn't, but someone thought that I did and I was sleeping. And I got pistol whipped in the face and I woke up bleeding out of my face and not knowing why. And then people yelling at me who were on drugs. So, anyways, um, why would I tell that story? Because you were talking. Oh, yeah. Because of the heat. So I was asking him, dude, you're not in the tent in 115 degree weather in Portland, Oregon. What What are you doing to keep cool? And luckily, they have like church. Some churches were open. And like libraries opened up as like cooling stations and they offered water and, and, uh, kept people cool. So I don't know if anyone died in Portland. I imagine someone died. No, there are people actually, uh, someone had to have died once again. Well, is Oregon heat wave kills 63 state police say 45 in one County. Yeah. That's sad, dude. I came prepared. Look at me. <laughs> Look at it's me. Sad, man. No, it's not cool. Um, but you got to understand, like, that kind of heat kills people, dude. If you're not prepared for it, dude. The thing is, you don't even know sometimes when you're cooking. You're cooking, and you don't even know you're cooking. Well, especially when the the, uh, the ambient temperature is higher than your body temp. I mean, like, that's bad yeah. news bears. I, uh, we ended up, uh, you know, I 
last summer during the heat wave because we had a, a heat wave not quite as extreme as this, but we had a heat wave last summer. Yeah. I ended up giving all my, uh, we ended up replacing all our AC units. Or how's I gave all my old ones to a buddy of mine. He was sitting cool, man. He had like three in one room. Nice. Just chilling, refrigerator it, style. Why do you suppose, why do you suppose that uh, people decide not to show up during heat wave? We get a lot of no-shows. And I always, in my head, I'm just like, Maybe the cars don't have AC. Maybe that's why. Yeah, your car's a raging inferno. Um, so that's probably what they want. Because I've been thinking, dude, the dental office is cool. My wife's car's AC is not super good. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's normal. In normal circumstances, it would be more than adequate. But, like, in extreme. So we just, uh, my truck, the AC is no, a People like just hunkered down. Yeah, that's we hunkered down pretty hard. Yeah, that's it. We had a lot of cancellations. I did go to the theater, though. What'd you see? I went and saw A Quiet Place too. Ooh, how that is. It's real good. It's real good. I want to um, see it. It was amazing. Like, I've, I've told you this. Can I, is that on a streaming service? Yeah, you can get it on streaming service. Okay. That's the way the world is now. But uh, right. um, I told you, I've talked before, how about me and my wife's love from going to the movies? Yes. We haven't gone since COVID. This is the first one? First one. Oh, dude. Was it magical? It was awesome. Did you cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn? <laughs> you scallywag. I, no, I've, I've done that before, and it, uh, did not, it, and it did not end well, so we can talk about that sometime. <laughs> did not, I, I, did not, I did not ask for extra salt, <laughs> but they gave it to me. Uh, you know, there was this, okay, so there's this AMC. Uh, it's off of uh, 164th. The AMC? No, it's Regal. I forget. I can't. I can't remember. It's the main theater off 164th. Yeah, that's re- that's Regal Cinemas. Yeah. yeah, and they have there was a candy machine, and I love this candy machine. It was it was called Sweet Amanda, and Sweet Amanda had these little uh, uh, canisters, tube, uh, big long tubes behind a glass plexiglass thing, and it was all filled with like different things. And it was this like automated robotic arm that would like you put what you wanted, and it would dump it into a cup, and you get this cup full of candy. And I loved it. <laughs> and and then they and then COVID shut that down, dude. And I don't. That was my favorite thing about the movies was going to Sweet Amanda, and get, <laughs> getting the candies. But they had good candies. They had like Runts, Mike and Ikes. Uh, Mike and Ikes are my jam. Chewy Sprees. Uh, I get down on Mike and Ikes, dude. Yeah, Mike and Ikes. Yeah, <sighs> sweetest. They had Swedish fish. Swedish. Oh, Carly, M and M's, dude. If I'm not feeling great, Carly brings me home like Swedish fish. That's Swedish fish is my favorite candy of all time. Just in case anyone ever wants to give me a gift. Swedish fish, I will do all your teeth for free. No, I won't. But, uh, listen, there there is an amount of Swedish fish that buys you that. I don't know that it's feasible. I don't know that they make it. I mean, but there is an amount where I would be. If like, you should, I, I would say I'm that listening. If you, needed, if you needed something done and you showed up with an impressive amount of Swedish fish, it might happen. <laughs> it might. It, <laughs> it won't. It won't hurt your chances. Yeah, it won't hurt you for sure. So anyway, we're Instagram famous now, and so we're all, we're doing this giveaway off on Halo, and I think this will come out on Friday. What's what day is July Fourth? That's when Sunday. We That's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So by the, when you're listening to this, there's a few more days to to apply, um, to enter. This is the only time we're allowing self nomination. This is the only time we have ever allowed it, and I don't know that it won't. We'll see how this goes. Um, uh, obviously we have our reasons behind wanting people to nominate other people. Um, and I believe I've talked about that. Yeah. We've talked about that in detail. So, um, but this is one where we have a lot of people on Instagram, um, a lot of our famous friends helping us out. 
And uh, we've called them some favors and got some help and got some exposure on this. And this has been super awesome. And uh, we promise to use our audience numbers for good. We want to use this as a opportunity to be able to reach a lot of people. But like naughty good. <laughs> I, think, I think we're in the weeds now. <laughs> Somehow we ended up in the weeds. I don't know how that happened. Uh, so we're doing this giveaway. All you got to do is go to the Halo Dental Network uh, Instagram page and the instructions are all there. On the fr- Just look at the fr- most recent post and you can, you can check it out and you can enter in. Um, or if you want to, you can share it on your social media feeds so that other people can enter in. Please do. Uh, July 4th, we'll be choosing at least one winner. We'll be singing about maybe a couple. Uh, I'd like to see, but i got to get some doctors to commit. And uh, I got some uh, on the fence about it, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, but we're super excited about uh, all these giveaways um, and just what we're doing in general for Halo. So um, please check us out and support us. Lowell came prepared. Lowell did. With some dental... Uh, fodder. Actually, you can thank my wife Carly for this. She actually she found it. She found this and forwarded, and she showed it to you. Yeah, as she does, and she's uh, like, "Doctor Brady's not a man unless he can do this." <laughs> no, but it did raise some questions for me, for sure. Lowell, Lowell has found some uh, some uh, uh, in, uh, impressive DIY dentistry. <laughs> I've done some DIY dentistry, too. Wait, who hasn't? Who yeah, hasn't you got to get in there sometimes. Um, it's this gentleman. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but I'm going to really try. Okay. Um, try your best. Burhan Khan Bafra. Nailed it. A Turkish dentist who pulled his own wisdom tooth and caught it on camera in Samsung, Turkey. Caught it on camera is interesting. Apparently, he so did an interesting it. way to phrase, intentionally filmed his own extraction. Yeah, he said, since I had free time after my pain passed, I decided to pull the tooth out as well. I guess he gave himself a, admitted himself a shot of anesthetic to, n- to numb the pain, and then he just decided to get it out of there. Honestly, for me, giving myself a shot would be the most difficult. He said he used a mirror. I think I've seen the video, and yeah. he does it in a mirror. And, uh, you know, it would definitely be like, I could do my, I could do my left one cause I'm right-handed. If I had to do my right side with my right hand, I couldn't, it would be really difficult to put the needle right. I have to do it with my left hand, which would be hard. I don't know which one it was which for him, but taking my lower left wisdom tooth out would be definitely He's easier. He's giving himself the shot with the left hand. On the, on his right side? Yeah, on his right side. He's got his finger in his mouth and he's like... So if he's left-handed, that's that's probably a smooth move. If he's right-handed, that's, that's uh, well, you're playing with fire there. I just never understood, like, uh, um, right-hand, left-hand stuff. I know this sounds bizarre, but I just never really, like... Um, you use both? Yeah. No. Am I just learning about this, You about you... Oh, that I'm ambidextrous? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're just learning this. With your hand, you can write? I can. I have, uh, it's a righty's world, so I have definitely, I favor my right hand writing because if you fill out a form or you write on paper or anything like that, I can write with both hands. I can draw with both hands. Um, my brother can do it too. Listen, ambidextrous. I'm going to say something. I don't, I, I would not have a problem with any of my children being gay. 
put I would have a problem with them being left-handed. <laughs> that's Is that's that the, the deal breaker. That's the kind of queer I can't deal with. <laughs> ding ding. Lefties. Listen, it's not it's not it's not discriminatory. Listen, you said it. We're living in a right-hand world. For real. You try to be a left-hander in a right-hand world, you got problems coming. You I'm, you are a fish swimming upstream and that I will not deal with. I was definitely left-hand dominant as I was a child, but as a, as like things life started to unfold, I definitely was like discovered that I had the ability to use both and I could choose. Yeah. Uh, and there's some things I do with my left hand and then there's some things I do with my right hand. My, my three-year-old son starting to use his left hand and I'm like, find myself telling my wife, oh, no son of mine's going to be using his left hand. <laughs> I'll kick him out of here. Which one, which one is starting to use? Under my roof, my rules. Um, Mason. Mason eats with his left hand. Sometimes. Sometimes he's with his right. He seems to be favoring. Maybe he's an Amy. He might. He may. Maybe. Listen, a, a bidextrous. I can handle that. A bi, <laughs> bidextrous. Bidextual. Bidextual. <laughs> is that a thing? Can well, we say that? The thing is, it's hard for me to understand because, like, like, say I'm sitting at a drive-through and I go to hand somebody my money. Now I've worked at a drive-through before, and I've noticed that right-handed people, no matter how convenient it would be for them to just hand you up with their left hand like their card or their money. Sure. They will like reach completely across oh, and try and just barely make it to you because they're just so one hand dominant. No, I hand my card with, with the left hand. I'm I'm in a drive through frequently. I would say, I think that maybe that maybe for you, that's an acquired, you know, you're, you're, you're maybe it's because of the frequency, the f- yeah, you know, that you've adapted that I've like, I've evolved into, <laughs> into, uh, you know, uh, to survive my environment, that's possible. Yeah, just or to thrive in my environment, grow, grow an extra thumb to get that naked chicken chalupa. Yeah, if I had a wisdom tooth to pull, I would pull it. I would try if, if, I, if I thought it was an easy one. Wisdom teeth are. I mean, when you start really learning how to do, you do wisdom teeth a lot, it's kind of it's a really easy thing to do. Patients are constantly surprised at like a single wisdom tooth taking less than five minutes. And really, if it's not like impacted in a precarious type of way, you're not hacking through a bunch of bone, it's really shoving a a metal lever and you just twist in it and it leverages the tooth right out of its socket with a flick of the wrist, basically. So it's really technique is what it's all about. It's not like high, high force. And so the idea is you're not going to really do a lot of damage to yourself and you could probably do it. Uh, if you had a mirror, especially someone holding a mirror for you or holding up against the wall, like standing up against a face mirror, um, I, I could do it. I think I could do it. <laughs> I wish I had a wisdom tooth. I think I could do it. Probably- uh, I think the same dentist, I think it's the same dentist who pulls out his lateral incisor and gives himself a doesn't imp- There is a dentist. I don't know if it's the same guy, but there's a guy out there who pulls his number seven out, his number, his lateral incisor on his right side and does an implant. Um, numbs himself up, pulls his own tooth out, throws an implant in there. Well, I think you got to be a certain kind of person to be able to do that. One of the things I realized when I was a, a young younger was that I did um, I I spent a lot of time in tattoo shops and stuff like that, and yeah. I, I did I did piercings. And uh, some people can do it to themselves, can inflict pain on themselves, even if it's for like a good reason. Yeah, some people can't. Like some people just can't override that natural sense to not like you know. Do yourself harm. 
Uh, like some people can't like give themselves tattoos. Some people can't pierce themselves. Some people can't pee their own pants. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> I, I definitely can do that. <laughs> I'm real good at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can do it. Um, that's interesting. Um, have I told you when I pierced my nipple when I was in high school? No, you have not. Continue. I did it myself. <laughs> Continue. Go on. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, it might have been ninth grade or eighth grade. I can't remember. For me, middle school was seven, eight, nine. And high school was 10, 11, 12. So I was still in middle school in ninth grade. I was definitely in middle school. I can't remember if it was eighth grade or ninth grade. But I remember thinking about it and just like doing something stupid for the sake of doing something stupid because I was a idiotic teenager, which by the way, also known as just a teenager. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of par for the <laughs> I mean, course. It's a little oxymoronic, right? Um, I just want to take a moment to say how stupid teenagers are. If you're a teenager and listen to this, I'm sorry. You'll, you'll grow out of it, and then you'll agree with me. Uh, and this is no, not meant to offend you. It's just don't make any decisions that can change your life. Uh, take, take, take an example. Uh, I was a teenager once, and I was an idiot. Yeah. Find an adult who doesn't think that they were an idiot when they were 14 or 15 or 16. Just find me one adult. Who's like, I had it all. I did know what I was doing. Like, no. I was dumb, dumb. As 100% hell. of adults think they were stupid as their teenage selves. Um, anyway, we're talking. Oh, yeah. I pierced my own nipple. Uh, so I was curious about it. So I got a safety pen and I put <laughs> oh, a, 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 a lighter and I started like burning the end of this out on TV. That's what you do to kill bacteria. And I started icing my nipple, my right nipple. Just took some ice, started icing it. And then I started like kind of playing with this little safety pin and just poking. And then like, it just never hurt. So I kept on sticking it in and it never hurt. And then finally I just stuck it all the way through. I mean, like it's just not a lot of like, you know, it's just not a lot of tissue. So it's easy to like numb up completely with just mm -hmm. getting it cold. So I poked it through and I didn't have anything to do. So it was either the safety pin or I went to my sister. I have four sisters. So I went to their little jewelry box and i found this little dangly little teddy bear little, dang, little dangly <laughs> thing and i wore that for two days and it started to get like really gross so i was like oh, i better not do this there's a gross yeah definitely aftercare is definitely crucial yeah you know things started to come out of it and it was uh uh i was not lactating <laughs> <laughs> i had a um a, an enormous amount of piercings in my face there for a while. Did I, you really? I was just giving them to myself. Whoa. Um, that's why I kind of have a little bit of a scar right here. Uh, I got into a fist fight with a friend, and my face swelled up really bad, so I took them all out, and I just never put them back in. Yeah. Yeah. It was real bad, though. I had a patient one time who had those little... Um, the cheek ones? Like cheek studs things. Yeah. And they, it's like they... I don't know if like they have... They have dimples, so they put studs in there, or they create dimples. They create dimples nine times out of ten. Dude, this guy had these dimples, and they were, like, deep, but, like, one of them really was, like, getting super infected, and then the thing on the other side was clanking against one of his teeth, and it was ruining his tooth. Like, I could see, like, definitely there's damage from this, dude. And then he refused for the longest time to, to get that thing taken out because it was part of his look. It was symmetrical both sides. So he was like, well, I can't take one out. But he really hung on to that, dude, longer than he should have. To his detriment. I just I'm, think it's super hardcore to be able to do your own dentistry. I've had to do a that is super few hardcore. things in my mouth that were just unnerving. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, one, I had a, a tooth pulled, and then I had a shard. You know how those, those little shards work their way up to the top, and eventually they come out, and you pull them out? Yes. I had to do that to myself, and it yeah. was a big one. 
that was unnerving. But the you worst tweeze that out. Yeah. Well, the worst one was um, I had a filling done, a large filling, especially now knowing what I know now. This was an insanely large filling, mm-hmm. and uh, they left something in there. Like uh, I know that they put the like you put the little spacer around the tooth so that you can put the the like amalgam or whatever you use in there or the suspension, the epoxy yeah. suspension in there. Yeah. Um, they left like a some part Man, of it. In I there. L- pause. I love hearing a non-dentist get technical about you are so close to nailing the vernacular. It's I'm, I'm quite impressive. I'm getting there. It's quite all the dentists listening are like, oh, he's talking about he's talking about a Toffelmeyer matrix band. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Continue, <laughs> please. Uh, I don't know, but something got left in there. That's what I'm assuming it was. Okay, and uh, it got infected. And it goes bleeding, and it was like nasty. And I'm like, "What? The, what's going on, man? You know, I just went into the dentist. I just got this fixed. I'm figuring it's sore for a couple of days, but it just gets worse and worse. And you know, I'm just sitting there. You know how you something like when you burn the roof of your mouth, you stick it with a Dorito or something. Mm-hmm. You just lick it constantly. You're always examining yeah. it. I felt something one day, and I had to pull it out, and it was probably a quarter of a half an inch long. Was it silver? Like no, a filling material? No, it was like uh, plastic. Oh, uh, it might have been like an overhang from the, some of the bonding agents or the composite itself that overhung or something got in between the teeth. Yeah, it was some kind of like sliver of plastic. Bonded there. Huh. Interesting. Well, that listen, was unnerving. Now you know Now you know a guy. <laughs> yeah, now I would just uh, t- call you, but uh, I can't imagine, you know, as unnerving as that was. Yeah. Like leveraging a tooth out of my mouth, prying and wiggling it and getting it loose from the socket and then popping that out. I can't even imagine. Was it impacted? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Was it sideways? If it's the video I'm thinking I saw, it it, it did seem like it kind of just moved out. Um, or maybe he did drill a little bit there. I can't remember. Anyways, when you do it 10,000 times... You probably can do it to yourself. Yeah, probably. Just but then again, I have a uh, kind of oblivious to my own arrogance sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. I'm oblivious. That's fair. I always feel like I could do that. When I had to get a vasectomy, I thought like, <laughs> I, watched you, I watched some YouTube videos like, who needs college? Yeah. <laughs> who needs yeah. a degree bro get me a <laughs> go give me a screwdriver i got this uh and a lighter um uh yeah there were i definitely felt like after watching a few vasectomies on youtube i felt like i mean if i had to if i had to do a vasectomy gun to my head i don't think i'd be the worst person at it have you ever had any uh major surgeries um I mean, vasectomy. No, that's a minor, right? Um, Major, uh, no. When I had my knee done, I I had a hard time uh, the first time I unwrapped it. And I actually saw, you know, like I took the bandages off. You take the bandages off and you saw the incision? Yeah. Those knees get gnarly. I I, I was pretty nauseous. Like, I just... Six inches long? Yeah. Six inches, yeah. I saw my dad's scar. He's got his knees done. And, uh, whew, it is burly. It is burly. Um, Oh, hey. Check this out. You go back to uh, episode 29 and episode 33 of the Drill with Dr. Brady podcast. What you're going to find is that there is no episode 29 (laughs) and there is no episode 33. It's a glitch in the matrix. (laughs) The issue is 
In episode 33, I talk about episode 29. In episode 29, I was kindly asked by a governing agency that controls my license to remove that episode. And I kindly complied. As one does. And there was an ongoing investigation about something I said in that episode that I can't really get into because I'm not supposed to. But it came to a close today. I got a letter today. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on. Yay! Nailed it. That's good. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. So, so nice. Okay. So, uh, I got a closure letter today. And this was in uh, regards to a investigation of a HIPAA complaint. And uh, no fines, no anything bad, just uh, case closed. Only took two years <laughs> to close the case. <laughs> and I had to delete two episodes, which I'm very sad about because I think they were great episodes. They were. I miss them. I miss them. What's great about episode 33 was it was the fight. It was, I, I realized the backlash from 29, and so we did an episode that Fight back, yeah. addressed the concerns that were going around. <laughs> I distinctly remember you that. You remember episode. that one? I do. I distinctly remember. I remember the pep talk. Like, I think I gave you a bit of a pep talk, and we got, like, really fired up for it, and then we started going at Your pep talk was probably like, probably should just let this go, dude, <laughs> not talk about it at all. Uh, anyways, because 33 references episode 29... Here's the crazy thing, dude. The whole infraction that is under question was not malicious in intent, and that's why it was kind of everything was kind of dropped. It was really clearly just a frivolous little, uh, more of a personality conflict between me and one individual who shall remain lame, nameless. But uh, it, the issue was, I'm mad about episode 33 because. I was okay with deleting episode 29 because that's where the actual infraction was made. And I tried to argue with my lawyer about, can't we just keep episode 33 in there? Because it doesn't actually say anything bad. And he says, no, you can't. They've asked you to remove it. You got to remove it. You don't want to go down this road. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. So anyways, lost two episodes of the podcast. Sorry, everybody. If you ever find me in private, I'm happy to tell you details about, <laughs> about those episodes. Uh, they're not, you're going to be disappointed. They're not nearly as like, basically it boils down to me saying perio probing is stupid. That was the problem that got everyone in a hissy fit. Uh, um, so I was very happy to see a res resolution, a closure come to that case. Uh, it's been a long time coming. It has been. Yeah. Two years, man. So congratulations to all of us. And we will be moving on with our lives. Uh, also today, I spent the morning uh, on the Washington coast, just a little north of Astoria. I drove up today for a two-hour lesson, a private lesson, on uh, how to ride an e-foil. Do you know what e-foils are? Yeah, yeah. You, I, I saw you talking on uh, Facebook about Facebook it. a little bit about it, yeah. I, I noticed you're a little red. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't wear sunscreen yeah, because you're, you're pay normal pasty, but it was overcast. So I don't know why. I mean, I guess UV goes through yeah, the UV index is high. Well, whatever, dude. It's weird that in the wintertime when it's overcast, I don't get, I don't like my tasty pasty to be red. How is that possible? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let's get sciencey on this. 
How is it possible that in the summertime it's overcast and I get sunburned? But in the wintertime, it's always overcast and I don't get sunburned. Because the sun is farther away from the earth. Is that is that <laughs> what's going on? Well, the earth pivots on an axis. So, you know, it's in that wintertime when the sun is... I mean, it's warmer. Earth. It's warmer. Is that what it is? We're closer to the sun? Sure. <laughs> this is the worst science talk I've ever had. <laughs> ever. All right. We're not getting any answers here tonight. That's fine. Anyways. Okay. So for those who don't know what e-foil is, e-foil is basically an electric surfboard. Okay. It's a surfboard about five and a half feet long. And it has a mast that goes down into the water. And it's about two feet long. And then what happens is you ride, you have a trigger in your hand and you ride by pulling the trigger. The trigger is a throttle, so you're controlling it with your hand as you ride standing up. Basically, what happens then is when you start riding it, you position your weight in such a way that it causes the surfboard to lift off of the water. And you just start floating and gliding on air, and you basically turn into the Silver Surfer. <laughs> Essentially, that's what I felt like. So I spent the first uh, 30 minutes just eating, eating it. As one does. Yeah, swallowed a lot of water. It was actually really gross. Um, uh, but I, I, I got up. I did it. I'm going to buy one, dude. It's the most amazing feeling in the world. I can't even explain it. I like to skateboard, so it's ideal. Yeah, it's a lot like skateboarding, except uh, it's not a lot like skateboarding at all. Actually, now I think about it. It's a lot like snowboarding, maybe. Oh, yeah, I've done that. I do that. I snowboard. It's probably a little bit like snowboarding. Oh, yeah, especially or like uh, one of the things I always really dug about Alaska and that I miss is we would, uh, I I was a pretty avid snow machiner or snowmobile, as they say. Yeah, snow machine. In these parts. Snow, Uh, Snow machine. But my favorite was when you'd hit the fresh powder that was like six feet deep. Mm hmm. And you would basically, it was like float riding air. Yeah. I imagine it's probably something similar to yeah. this. It's kind of floating, just soaring. Yeah, or, or if you snowboard in deep powder. If you get yeah. like three feet of deep powder and you're like up to like your thighs and you're in powder. you fast and you're just. You got to like, like lean way back on your board to like just kind of glide through. It's a, it's a lot like, it's a lot like that. Um, but these things are so versatile, man. You can like go through like. You can go in the ocean, you can go in lakes, you can go, you don't need the wind. It's just all electric, so you can go in any condition on any flat, you know, any lake or body of water that's, you know, at least about four or five feet deep is all you really need. Um, and uh, yeah, it's about the price of a jet ski. Yeah, well, so Not, that sounds fun. But jet skis are fun. But but the guy I talked to today, dude, my instructor was like, I have a jet ski. He's like, this is better. I go out and have a day. This is what I take. Jet skis require a trailer. Jet skis require a place to put the jet ski. This is a board. I can put the board anywhere. Well, you kind of tend to like stuff like that anyway. I know you got your like electro unicycle. I do like electric. What things. are the two things that you stand in? You like stand like horizontal and you just like lean and it goes. What are those? Oh, uh, that's an electric unicycle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about. I, oh, a one wheel. Yeah, yeah, the one wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Very I, similar. I like these electric little gadgets. I wanted, I was thinking about picking up a one wheel. That's a, that looks like fun. They are fun. 
They are fun. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Anyways, uh, and I was listening to a podcast. Uh, one of the podcasts I like, one of the dental podcasts I like, I like a lot is called the Bulletproof Dental yeah. Podcast. I'm actually going to their summit in a week in Austin, and I'm really excited. It's run by Craig Spodak and Peter Bolden, who have uh, been on the podcast before, um, and they are amazing guys. And uh, Peter was talking about e-foiling and like with manta rays or something like that, something crazy. Not dude. some like Steve Irwin stuff right there. It was something like that. Yeah, I think he was channeling his Steve Irwin, and and uh, he was in like somewhere like Turks and Caicos or something. I don't know. That guy's a baller, dude. He like he knows what's up. Uh, but anyways, um, he was talking about it, and I kind of like had been thinking about it. Then I was like, oh, I'm gonna look into it. And then I found this guy that does these lessons, two hours away. He gives you the board and goes out with you for two hours and teaches you how to get up, get up on it and move and maneuver around. And oh man, I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. <laughs> as as Brady does, he yeah, does. I do get obsessed, and then I can't get over it. Um, I I did have a quick question before we we wrap this up. Uh, one thing that I've always wondered: who does a dentist's dentistry? <laughs> who does your dentistry? Do uh, you, you have a dentist? Usually, usually nobody. The dentists just don't go. Oh, no. The <laughs> doctors make the worst patients. Oh, I, I, you know, um, I haven't had my teeth professionally cleaned in a long time. You just like get the ultrasonic scaler but, out and do it yourself? But I do have scalers at my, like, I have scale. I scale my own teeth. Like, every now and then I'll take a scaler to my teeth. So I would say my ability to clean is better and my, well, and my propensity to develop plaque and keep plaque on my teeth is not very high because I still keep that off. So, uh, while I don't get like fluoride polishes on the regular, I do a really good job of cleaning my chompers. But the answer, that's a good question, dude. The answer has got to be another dentist, but we know people. <laughs> so you do, you, you got a few in house there. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I would say, you know, if it's like a group practice, maybe like your hygienist. I mean, I think a dentist at, at some point will probably like say to their hygienist, hey, come clean my teeth. And they will. I'm sure. I'm sure that happens. What, are like, what about like major work? If you had to have like something like done, like say you like broke your front tooth off or something. Doing your no, say say you're yeah. foiling and you mm -hmm. hit some shallows and you you biff it and you like got to get a rock to the tooth. I mean, then what happens? Yeah, then I call the best dentist that I feel like I can get into quickly, and uh, I don't think uh, if any dentist asked me for help, I would help them. If I would imagine that, well, I just did get some. I had some work um, estimated. I was thinking about doing some composite veneers on my own teeth. Mm -hmm. Not my, um, me, myself. But um, I did talk to one guy who I knew from school. I shouldn't mention, I should not mention his name. Um, he's very, very talented. And he he wasn't going to give me any discount at all. <laughs> and I got butt hurt. <laughs> so I said, screw that, dude. I'm not coming. I'm not going to be treated like a normal patient. I'm a dentist. <laughs> Dr. Brady, damn it. <laughs> You're going to charge me full price knowing full well? Just tried treating you like some regular dude off the street. Yeah. Off the street pricing. I got butt hurt. I felt like, I mean, I'm not going to ask, 
but he didn't offer. And I, he gave me a quote. And I asked him, what would you quote me on it? Like, I'm not asking for, like, free. I'm just saying, like, what would you, like, what would you want to pay? And he's like, well, my fee is blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, but what am I going to pay? <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. We didn't get that far in the conversation because I was just like, you know. I know that I know the Dr. Brady just checked out. You, you, like, know, <laughs> you know when you have reached maximum offensive threshold. <laughs> and I reached it. Yeah. So, anyway, F that guy. And the two dentists who wouldn't help out promote the Halo Dental Network. Yeah, that's no good. It's so interesting, dude, that uh, when we ask people to help us out, hey, we're doing a giveaway on Instagram. Here's a graphic. Would you mind sharing this to your stories? And like 99% of the people we asked absolutely did it. Two people did it. I'm not going to name names because they're buttholes. <laughs> and, they're, and they have to live with that. They have to live with being buttholes. But both of one of them said it was a conflict of interest because he has a charity. And Man. I was like, so I responded and said, okay, but if you never need help with your charity, please let me know. I'd be happy to help you out. As a way to like, you know, snidely remark that like, uh, y you can help other charities. It's not a conflict of interest. I, it's a weird competitive like, I don't want anyone to know that there's a giveaway for free dentistry going on. Like I don't I want to keep that a secret. I can't ever promote that because that I don't want people to know that. Because it's it's not my free giveaway dentistry thing. Well, that was the other guy who said it was, <sighs> I thought it would be weird that I wasn't doing the work, is what he told me. That's lame. And I was like, You don't think it's weird? You're lame, Dr. Question Marks. Yeah, you don't think it's weird to just not share this to your stories and change someone's life? who's potentially in your audience, like you're going to withhold that from them because you think it's weird that it wasn't your giveaway. I mean, either like share it or do your own giveaway then. I just, with charities, I never got the concept of competition. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I just don't feel that. Meanwhile, there's a thousand pictures of this guy's abs on his Instagram account. Fantastic. This <laughs> is like dripping. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, you share this graphic, I will share a picture of your abs on my stories and I'll promote your abs. How about that? So do you got any since where this is going to be airing on Friday, do you got any like fun 4th of July plans? Um just um we're having some family over. My wife's sister's going to come over. I think her family's coming. I'm not exactly sure. Um and then my in-laws live in town now. They've yep. moved and they're 10 minutes away. It's been great having them. Uh, Jan is a listener. She's listening. Hi, Jan. What's up, Jan? Thanks for listening. Um, and she's a donor. She's a halo donor. Fantastic. Thank you, Jan, for your donation. You rule, Jan. You are a class act. Um, so yeah, what about you, man? What are you doing? Barbecue. That sounds awesome. I'm pretty sure me and my, uh, friends are going to. I have a group of friends that we're just going to get them together and uh, queue it up. Yeah, but my new place and BBQ. Uh, there's a new episode of Loki on tonight. I got to go watch that. Me too. That's exactly what I'm going home to do. Yeah. Got to uh, watch that. And then there's, uh, you watch, do you watch uh, Little Dicky? Uh, what's it called? Dave is the is the show he does. Mm -mm. You've never seen Dave? Mm -mm. Do you know who Little Dicky is? Mm -mm. <sighs> <laughs> I'll find out. Oh, man. Um, I mean, he's got to be one of the best rappers to ever exist. 
Oh, little Dicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say he's the best. He's really he's good. good. He's, he's real really good, good, dude. He's funny. He's funny. And he, there's a show on FX, FXX. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's called Dave. His name is Dave Bird. And um, I think that's his name, Dave Bird. Is that what it's yeah, B-U-R-D. Yeah, his name is Dave Bird. And uh, so he has a show called Dave. The first season was epically funny, like gut-busting. Like I had to like take breaks and put the show on pause because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and uh, the second season's not as great. I'm giving it a chance. Anyway, another episode of Dave on tonight, so... There's uh, shows. Did you know? Did you read any of the articles on Loki? Uh, that the viewership has declined dramatically over the last two episodes. Oh, because he admitted he's bisexual. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I, I would have thought it weird. It was weird if he wasn't. Yeah, he's the god of mischief, and it's space. It's space. He's like, like he's so far beyond. Like it's not humanity. even like bisexual. It's probably like poly species sexual like well, even if you get into like greek mythology or into norse mythology loki sired a six-legged horse i mean like dude so i mean i mean there's only one way that yeah, happens there's, yeah you, you use your imagination you have uh, to make love with a four-legged horse yeah and then the combination of your two legs and the horse's four legs gives the child the six legs <laughs> that's the way i see it happening <laughs> It's like uh, it's like that the, that thought problem about minotaurs. Would you rather have like the like the 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 front part of a human? Oh, <laughs> yeah. or well, horse. where's the penis on or a the minotaur? Horde. <laughs> the horse is the penis between the two front legs or two back legs? No one knows. No it's one a mystery. knows. It's a mystery. It's, it's a mystery to all. <laughs> oh man, that's a high note. That's a clip I, I think right we, gotta, we we end, I mean we end on that, right? Yeah, that's a you can't beat that. I think that's what we end on. Um all right, dude. Uh this has been great. Let's do a uh let's do a uh a secret word. Let's give someone $500 of free dental work, lol. What do you say about that? Yeah, let's do it. Nice. That actually worked out. I've been I've been, been doing, nailing it, dude. Been you got good. you're getting better at that thing. Thank it only you. took 8 months <laughs> to learn for eight buttons. What's this one? What's this one? Do? Oh, that's the bad one. Okay. I don't want that one. That's the one. That's the hey, there it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to give $500 of free dental work to someone. We're going to provide you a secret word in the next few minutes or seconds. You're going to send that word in an email, either in the subject or the body of the email. It doesn't matter. To drilledpodcast at gmail.com. The fifth person who sends us the email with a secret word. We'll win $500 of free dental work to use on themselves or to gift to another person who might be also of use, uh, might be in need of that uh, kind of a gift. So, uh, do you have any ideas? Yeah, I got one. Okay, shoot. It's kind of a, this is low-hanging fruit because I usually make them complicated to some degree, but... Uh, Let's give them an easy one. The dentist that we talked about, what, what did he take out of himself? Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah, it's a low hanging. Yeah, fruit. we we referenced that a few times during the podcast. What did the dentist? We talked about a dentist who did some DIY dentistry. What did he take out of himself? Well, is it really DIY if it's like if you're like a professional do in it your office? It's done by a licensed professional. I know, so it doesn't really to yourself. Yeah, but it's like it's a pro. That's a good question. You know, I don't know the answer. It's a to semantics that. question. I don't want to argue. I would say, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, 
uh, send that off to us. Let us uh, let us know. Fifth person gets the gets the reward, the prize, the good thing, the five hundred bucks. Awesome. Uh, anything else to add tonight? Yeah, like and share the giveaway. Go to the Instagram. Oh, that would be cool. The Halo at Halo Dental Network on Instagram. And it, even if you don't want it, just share it because there's somebody out there that needs this, and we would love to see it just grow and grow and grow and get the help. People get the help they need. So do it. Do it. Do Lowell it. said it. You do what Lowell says, everybody. <laughs> you do what Lowell you says. You do what Lowell <laughs> says. Puts the lotion in the basket. If we ever have an office, that's literally going to be like the thing that sits in front. As soon as you walk in, it's going to like, do what Lowell says. <laughs> that's perfect. All right. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, please join us next week and every week and, and all the time and on our uh, social media stuff. We're all active. If you have any questions, any uh, topics you'd like us to get into, we'd love to know about that. Shoot us. Everything you think. Uh, We'll see you next week, everybody. Later. Bye.